Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome back to the MMA Fighting YouTube page. UFC Vegas 22 is officially in the book, and it was capped off by the fourth consecutive victory from Derek Brunson. Defeats Kevin Holland in the main event via unanimous decision. 49-46, 49-45 were the scorecards. And uh, Kevin Holland's win streak comes to an end. Derek Brunson moves on to bigger and better things as we welcome you to our post-fight show here on MMAfighting.com. I am Mike Hack, joined by the whole crew. We got Jose. We got AK. We got EKC Leiden. And we got all of you to react to what we just oh. saw. Sweet. Yes. What did we just see? AK? Oh, well, I tweet. Like, what did stall, we just see? Stall, will I tweet. Oh, okay. I will oh, you're tweeting? All right. Time. We, no, 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 no. Let's, no, I will. Uh, so, I mean, what we saw, look, we saw a good performance from Derek Brunson. It, it was a good, it wasn't a great performance. I'm, I'm not saying it was the most exciting fight ever, but let's give credit to Derek Brunson. Much of, I think, of the pre fight predictions were Brunson is a superior wrestler. I mean, Holland even has said in interviews that, you know, he, he's a good wrestler. He knows he's a good wrestler. Uh, and we said if Brunson can implement his wrestling game, uh, and he, he, it's his fight to lose. And, and certainly he did. Uh, he got caught a few times. Holland had some really nice moments, you know, at, which, which we've seen in the past. We know how exciting that guy can be in the feet. Um, we saw a lot of his personality. But uh, yeah, but before we get into any other like criticism of anyone or, or break down any details of the fight, Brunson won. Credit to him. Uh, again, may, maybe it's not going to win Brunson a lot of new fans, but four straight wins in the middleweight division. Uh, that's huge. And he keeps himself uh, in line for what, what he wants, which is a top five opponent. So props to him. There you go. All three judges gave Derek Brunson the first four rounds. Uh, Mike Bell gave Derek Brunson a 10 8 in the first. Fair. Uh, yeah, I so guess there you go. easily 10 8. Yeah. Actually, I could, so I could have saw round three going to Holland, actually, because yeah, I thought he was doing. Went- a lot of damage. Okay. Round two. Rounds was it round two? Yeah. One of the, one of the rounds I thought Holland was actually almost doing more damage from the bottom, but it was but I still gave it to Brunson. But I thought maybe a judge would give it to him. But yeah, I gave Holland round two because 
yeah, Brunson ended up on top and ended the round on top, but Holland hurt him. He dropped which him. Which is the round. I thought for he sure he was stuck in an arm, which is the one where you're stuck in an arm triangle for like three minutes. That was round two then. That was was that wasn't the second was that the first I, round? No, that was I round, thought that Derek was the second. For round, Derek Brunson just had that arm triangle in for like three minutes and would squeeze and squeeze. I gave that Derek Brunson, but I'm not no, gonna that, argue that, Yeah, this. I thought that was easy Brunson's round too. One hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know. I think when you get dropped, it kind of. I don't think he, 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 he didn't bit, get dropped. That's the thing. But uh, that's a knockdown. I think you, Derek your Brunson point of really, oh, I think Derek Brunson overextended, and Kevin Holland just yeah. slapped him, and Derek Brunson was on his way down anyway. But doesn't matter. The right Derek guy Brunson won. won anyway. We can yeah. argue rounds all we matter. want. The right man won. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm not going to complain about that. But like we said in the preview show, like we said earlier, if Derek Brunson was going to win, that's how he was going to do it. He was going to take him down. He was going to. You know, use his size, keep him on his back. I don't know. Kevin Holland, kind of a awkward, bizarre performance overall. I mean, Brunson used his size, was able to keep him down. But I don't know. Like a, a lot of the things I kept seeing on Twitter was Brunson or Holland wasn't taking this fight seriously at all. What the? F- Does anybody like buy into that? That's the stupidest thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> So like he was goofing, laughing, or goofing, making funny jokes. There was like a video that ESPN, ESPN MMA Twitter made or whatever. It got like six thousand billion views of Kevin Holland joking around and fights and everything. And he does the same thing when he loses, and now all of a sudden he's not taking it serious. That's just stupid. It's like that's who he is. That's just like he's gonna smile on his wins. He smiles on his losses. I don't understand what I don't like. What 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 are you talking about? He was like. He fought five rounds, 25 minutes of a much larger man. He went. He fought the toughest, I think, the toughest opponent he's, uh, he's ever gone against. I know he beat Jacare, but I think at this point in their career, Derek Brunson is better than Jacare. I thought Derek, I thought Kevin Holland actually fought a great fight. It's just Derek Brunson's better. I have no idea what people are talking about. Yeah, I mean, I I'll, think our I own think I, Jed, Jed... Go ahead. I think people were a little... I think are, are right to be... Somewhat disturbed by a, a lack of urgency. I think there. I think there certainly appear to be a lack. And, and again, this is just how it looks, Casey. I, th- I think if you look at the optics of it, we, you're like you said. We 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 know uh, how Kevin Holland is, and I guess anyone who's a fan of his leading up to this fight should have expected this. But at the same time, as you get to the later rounds, it is discouraging. I think if you're a Holland supporter, or you're a fan of Holland, to see him just kind of like, well, guys, you know what? Uh, I mean, he's, he's taking you down. What am I supposed to do? And it's like, I think I think people would want to see a little more desperation, a little more urgency. Um, and a little less chatter, just just a little less chatter. I think I think when you're talking that much and you're losing, it's it's it doesn't look good. I'm I'm not saying that that like I said, it's not I'm not saying we haven't seen it before from Holland, but I'm saying it, it doesn't look good. I don't think it, I don't think it looked good before in fights where he lost either and talked a lot. So I, I think I think some of the criticism is more than fair. He won the last round. I was like you talk about you mean urgent. I mean he won the last round. He was throwing, you know he. But he needed to. But he but he I lost the fight. He, but he thought he's going to lose the fight. I, the, when the I, the when I was played. watching. When I was watching, I, I was just – I think a lot of his – like when he'd get stuck on the ground or he'd get the clincher, he'd clip Derek Brunson. He would just stop at – he would not progress anything. And he was having fun, which is obviously – you're supposed to have fun in there. It's, it's all fun and games and this and that. But like but I, I was watching – like as his coach, I'm just like, Kevin, all right, we're having fun. Let's finish. Let's finish. Let's finish. Let's finish this process. You can laugh about it later, but I get what Alex is saying, and I get what you're saying, but I just feel like at some points, like when he got the body triangle and he started to move, and then he just started to laugh about it, I was like, okay, finish it. 
finish it. I'm not your coach and I'm getting frustrated that you're not finishing it. So that's just, I think that that's where if I'm a big Kevin Holland supporter or I'm his coach, whatever, that's where my frustration is coming from. I thought Kevin Holland fought the best of to his abilities. Like you're saying he has to have fun. All the guys that win fights, what do they well, say as in the post fight interview? You know what? I just went out there and had fun and that's why I yeah, won. And, I'm and not we're saying, saying oh, you know what, Kevin Holland saying, too much fun. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I'm not saying too much fun. I'm saying he if you're going one, two, three, four, five, you can have fun one through five, but don't stop at two. Like I felt like he was stopping at two and still have and he was like happy to stop it too. I'm like, oh, nope, keep going, keep going, keep going. That's It's not about the whole fun joking thing. It was more of like the technique-wise, he was just not there. Like when he got the clinch, he just got the clinch, and then I was like, all right, do something. And then Derek Brunson just unloaded with a bunch of uppercuts. I was like, Kevin Holland could have avoided all of that, but it is what it is. I think it goes back to Derek Brunson being a very, very underrated yeah, middleweight. Just, he's <laughs> the most underrated middleweight in the world, and he got clipped a lot against Kevin Holland. Uh, I don't think he ever got devastatingly hurt, but I feel like there were moments. Like I can't remember what round it is. Remember, remember when Kevin Holland said he wanted to win by he's he predicted an uppercut would finish it, and then he clips Derek Brunson and then just came in with this insane uppercut and just missed completely, and Derek Brunson took him down. I was yeah, like, but didn't that's need the thing. That. And, and like Bisping's like, you got to be more urgent. You got you got to go for the kill. And when he does go for the kill, it opens up. I, want, and they, no, I mean, it's, I, it's a give I'm and take talking, all the time. I mean, I, I, I know. About, I, I agree for your saying, Jose. I actually, I mean, I agree. It was it's the just, technique. I, yeah, it's all the technique. Like he didn't need to. It's like when you throw a lazy leg kick. Like the technique. Like you, you're a great fighter. You just do a lazy leg kick, lazy uppercut. That's what I'm more. That's what I was more frustrated to watch it because Kevin Holland is better than that. He was just. I felt like he just. There was he just wouldn't progress more in his in his uh, combinations and techniques. I think what was interesting was we actually got to like they didn't go to commercial between the fourth and fifth round, so we got to see Kevin Holland talk to his coaches, and his coaches were telling him like you got to finish, and he was like I'm trying, man, I'm trying. You could see like even though he was smile smiling, he was frustrated. Like Derek Brunson frustrated him, and you could see it. Yeah. And then as soon as the you know the clapper sounded and they're ready to go back out there. Brunson just put his smile back on his face and was like, all right, let's go. It's not like, it's like the conversation never happened, but what can he do? Derek Brunson, perfect game plan. Did what he needed to do. One fight. I Good on was, him. Four was the most important part. Yeah. I can't, I am so impressed that Kevin Holland got it out, got out of that arm triangle too. I thought that was a wrap. That yeah. one really confused he, me. I, he, I got to talk to my coach <laughs> yeah. about that because I didn't understand <laughs> I why, didn't, how, why Brunson didn't get it. Like, I was like, dude, flatten your hips out, flatten your hips. But something was, I don't know, maybe Brunson I, didn't have the right grip or something that I can't tell. I thought it angle. was, I, and Casey, maybe you could speak on it more because you're uh, more of a cinematographer and camera person than me. I didn't, uh, it was a weird angle during that whole arm triangle too. It was like from the top of their heads. Yeah. Like the, it was right there, so you could literally only see the arms and the head. You couldn't really see any of their hips or legs or anything. And I just kept – I'm like, all right, step over and flatten out. Is he flattening out? I can't tell. But, like, any, regardless, I am super impressed that Kevin Holland basically just Derek loosed his way out of that and stood up. Yeah. I, I Actually, yeah, I got to look at it again. I don't I actually don't understand why Brunson didn't get that choke in. Um, I, I don't know what I was – Maybe it was the angle. I just couldn't see something. It was different with the grip or something. But I was like, oh, I, I was almost pulling in my mind. I was like, kind of pulling a rogue. I'm like, it's over. But no. Oh, I 100%. I won 100%. I was like, well, that's a wrap. Good yeah. luck getting out of that. <laughs> Credit to Kevin Holland. He was doing something. He yeah. was definitely doing Super something correct bro. in there. 
Here's like Kevin Holland said a lot of interesting things on what the heck when I talked to him. But the most interesting thing that really like stuck out to me even during that fight was he talked about the move to 170. Like he talked about it. He's talked about it for like a couple of years now. I remember interviewing him before UFC Boston. He said he wanted to drop to 170. And then even last year, he talked about dropping to 170. But hearing him talk about it this time around, I actually believed it, especially watching this fight, because he said, I have no discipline at 185. Like I don't have to cut any weight. I just show up. I eat what I want. I do what I want. I could show up and weigh 183 or 184 or 185. 170 will give me discipline. I need discipline. And in the post fight, he said, I'm going to get a, nutri- a nutritionist, move to 170. And then he called up Bilal Muhammad. Oh, he did <laughs> so, say, oh, I didn't hear the post fight. He said that? Yeah. Then he oh, called up Bilal. Oh, good for Kevin Holland. He should go to 170. I think that, I think that fight kind of gave him everything he needed. I think by like the third round, he was like, this dude's too big. I'm going to 170. Yeah. I mean, Did he have Florida yeah, nutritionist? Like, they just did a whole package where he said he blows all his money on stickers <laughs> and cars. <laughs> and, and now he he's probably happens, made a you know, million dollars. He didn't get the win line, Yeah. He's a millionaire after last year. No doubt about it. So I'm sure he could afford it. He made some cash last Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think this was, look, we, we talk about, uh, you know, we prefer using the term litmus test over gatekeeper, right? So if you want to look at uh, Derek Brunson as, as uh, at least relative to Kevin Holland, the litmus test. This was it. This was his litmus test of 185. Maybe this is as high as Holland can go in 185. Again, size is definitely a factor, especially if you're dealing with wrestlers like Brunson. Uh, and again, it, so yeah, I, th- I think 170, if he can make it, and he certainly has uh, says he can. He's fought at 170 before. Uh, yeah, yeah. but I, I'm glad I'm glad he he took this run at 185. Look, he went 5-0 at 185 last year. It's very hard to do. I don't care who you're fighting. So um, so yeah, may, may, maybe this is it. Maybe he, he takes his fight and says, okay, one, 170 is it. But there was no shame in taking this fight and, you know, having his first main event at 185. And uh, yeah, so now, now now we'll see what, what, yeah, what's I mean, next for him. I'm, but I'm, 170 makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, I, zero shame. I mean, I see people in the comments going like, Holland sucks, you know, Brunson's boring. I was like, no, this is MMA. Like, Holland was very good. This is two elite, elite middleweights. Um, well, actually, I think Holland is a very good middleweight. I don't know if he's elite. Um, but, yeah, size matters. That's like, we learned that last week or a couple weeks ago with um, Izzy and Jan. It's just like, you know, technique and, you know, just better fighting skills can only go so far. Size is going to p- play a factor in and uh, but I think to me though, what I, I wanted to talk about too, what really impressed me of Brunson was when he did get hit with those shots. The Brunson from uh, three four years ago would have folded. Hmm. This Derek Brunson stayed composed. He backed up. We kind of just regained himself and was able to shoot under, get get under the get the takedowns and stuff, and kind of slow the fight down. Like when the fight got crazy in the past, Derek Brunson would get crazier. And Derek Brunson just doesn't have the chin to get that crazy. And um, it really impressed me that um, Derek Brunson wasn't afraid to be boring and just get that W because that is what matters. That's he, the Brunson we saw is the Brunson that we interviewed on all those dominance days, Casey. Yeah. The one a, he's we a different guy. He's a different guy. <laughs> he is. That Izzy fight was so – I was like pro, I don't want to say it's the best thing that happened to him, but that's like the biggest thing that's – like the biggest change – the biggest of evolution we see from Derek Brunson was after that Izzy fight. I, I, I I'm not, I'm not going to say Derek Brunson is going to be like middleweight champ or anything, but I, I, I kind of, I, I do think of a lot of like Jan Blachowicz, like Jan had some bad losses early in his UFC career, just, just didn't look good. And I really, and I dismissed him. I was like, okay, he's a mid tier 205er. 
whatever. You know, we'll see him. He might come up and down, but, you know, whatever. And obviously, you know, he's an extremely good, the best. He's the champ right now. He's the best 205 in the world, and at least in the UFC right now. And I, I think for a lot of fans, they think of the old Derek Brunson. This Derek Brunson is much better. He's just this. He just, he just fights smarter. And uh, he might not be he might not be as exciting or whatever, but he is a very very good middleweight, and um, he's gonna be a, he's a tough out for anyone. And if he if he gets if he if he fights Izzy again or fights Whitaker or one of those top guys again, um, it'll be a hell of a fight. He called out Paulo Costa after the win. Love I wouldn't it. mind seeing that. Makes smart. Sense. I Love think it. that's smart. Smart call out. Great call out. I would agree. We're still waiting on bonuses. I haven't seen anything yet, but uh, can, we, can we play that game? Yeah, we can play that game. Are we gonna oh, have right. the yeah, first right. first question? First question I'll ask: Will we have a fight right. of the night? No, no, probably not. No, probably not. Tonight. I think we got to give up performance bonuses. Yeah, yeah. I think we have to give up it's performance be- bonuses, which is shame. All right, so we I, had, I thought the Chiatsu uh, Bruno fight was really fun. We yeah, that was that would be the fight of the night for sure. So we had which Bruno fight? Silva. Yeah. Which fight? Chiatsu and uh, Reno was a great fight. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Silva had a finish. Montel Jackson yep. had a finish. Mm-hmm. Grant Dawson had a finish. There's no way he doesn't get a bonus. Right. Uh, Adrian Yana's got a finish. Ty Tuivasa yep. got Beautiful. a finish. Max Griffin got a finish. I go. Yeah, you gotta go. Okay, oh, go, go ahead. Go, what do you me, I'll go first. I'll go. You go. <laughs> no, you go, sir. <laughs> no, 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 you. No, 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 you. No, 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 you. <laughs> I got uh, Griffin, uh, Yanez. Uh, Dawson and All right. Jackson. Anybody disagree oh. with Casey? K- Casey, Casey, and again? Quali- Casey and his quality of competition qualifier. No, sir. I am tied to Ivasa. Deserves a a bonus for his forty nine second knockout of poor Harry Hunsucker, who literally came off the couch three <laughs> days ago for this fight. I don't care. I would put Griffin Yanez to Ivasa and uh, Dawson. Sorry, Montel. So Montel Jackson. I would. Jack- I wouldn't be surprised if this is a three, like only three, bonuses, not four. Whoa! I, if it was Dawson, Griffin, and probably Yanez, but it is what it is. And can I just say, Still though, to hear. as Someone's much as I, everyone loves Dawson's knockout, I'm okay with him not getting a bonus because that was just plain. Just horrible fight IQ by Mr. Leo Santos. I'm oh, a big Leo Santos fan. I was like, dude, what are you doing, man? Am I wrong? Well, listen, he, he would have lost anyways. Wrong. He would have got his way, but put he, your yeah. hands up, man. Like, put your yeah. hands. I was like, I don't. I get it. He was maybe he's just super tired. The man's 41 years old, and he was just running on fumes at that point. And just, um, but um, great on Dawson though. I mean, it, it was it, it was pretty dang brutal. And um, and and um, credit to um. Uh, the ref was the ref that we all love, Tayoni. Tayoni, yeah. Making sure that Dawson get that, gets that extra hammer fist so that mouthpiece flies now, out. <laughs> I will say he could have obviously jumped in there sooner, but uh, I do think he, and I know he shouldn't do this. He, I think, just was assumed the round was about to end. And also, it's like it's weird because Santos's legs, as you see, were still kind of tied up with uh, with Dawson's, so he was still kind of. It almost looked like he was for something. I don't know. I know Tyone, and we've criticized him before, but I did not think this was the worst, uh, the worst stoppage. I, 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 I wish he had gotten in there and saved Santos from two like super, super bad shots after, but I think it's almost somewhat excusable. And I think they did a really good job. I think with, uh, I think he was 
uh, the Tuivasa Hunsucker stoppage as well. I think he was the one on that. And he jumped right in there. So uh, I, I, you know, Tony, not, maybe not, maybe not the most consistent referee, but I didn't think he was horrible tonight. Oh, it wasn't horrible. It was just. <laughs> we have bonuses. Okay. For Leonardo. All right. What are they? Max, Max Griffin. Okay. Mm-hmm. That one? That was, but wait, did I pick, did I say it, Griffin? I said Griffin. Yeah, yeah you yes. did. Yes, you did. Adrian Yanez. Has to be Yanez. Yeah, of course. Beautiful. Such a sweet knockout. Grant Dawson. What's the fourth one? And the fourth, Bruno Silva. Bruno Silva. Oh, sure. It was a good. It was, it was a, oh, you know what? Bruno Silva, he was a big underdog, right, coming into this fight, right? Massive. He was one of the big underdogs. Wasn't, he was, no, if he, he had lost, he was in his job. Okay. I think Bates no. was a three to one favorite, wasn't it? Wasn't JP? He if wasn't Bruno like Silva, was a three to one favorite. I was saying if Bruno Silva lost, he was going to lose his job. Oh, that's got it out. Oh, definitely. That's no nice. question. When I say underdog, I'm not even talking about betting. Like, Okay, I'm going uh, to tap, tap all the It was slight. Slight for JP. Bruno Silva was a plus 115 underdog. But 82% of the What were the odds on a knockout win, though? Oh, that was Bruno's not those really are, Bruno's not really a striker. Uh, let me see. I will look it up right now. Uh, oh, Silva wins so by T- Silva wins by TKO KO plus five fifty. Yeah, plus so, oh wow. <laughs> yeah, he's not a striker. Unlikely. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's like Price JP too. <laughs> it's yeah. so many nice things have no Silva before the fight. How did I let you guys talk me into a uh, JP? Who did that? Who was all, it was all you? It was all no, that you. guy. That guy up there. <laughs> I mean, it was that definitely was this guy. Was it was definitely this guy. Number one. Definitely this guy. Number one. I would have had a perfect uh, night. I swear you did. I would have had a perfect night of picks if it wasn't too. for that guy. <laughs> I, I swear you did too. I swear you were hyping up JP Buys too. I swear. Me? It wasn't me. I did, no. I just listened to you I guys. I'm, not. E- I I'm easily not. influenced. I'm easily influenced. You guys know this. I know that. I can't be blamed for any of my I picked that Montserrat. I thought Montserrat was. I thought Montserrat was going to be Cheyenne. I'm not. I, yeah. So and I that was, was a right different direct. Bruno Silva. That was a different guy. That was a different guy that Boy. we've seen. That was impressive. He looked good. If that guy shows up the good. rest of the way, he's a problem. I will That's say though, we'll see in his corner to give give to give JP a little uh, maybe an excuse because I'm not sure. I don't know how much did I poke and groin shot affected him. Oh. Right so, in the first minute. So, hey, credit yeah, to Bruno because everyone knows your first groin shot, your first eye poke are completely legal in MMA. Completely legal. Yeah, but I thought he, I th- I thought he was rushing it, though. I thought, like, I thought, Bruno, you got to space these <laughs> apart. You you use the first one to gain an advantage, and then if, if, if JP starts coming back and you, you know, wait till round two, then you, th- then you throw in the groin kick. But he's just like, ah, no, I poke, groin kick right away. And I'm like, I don't know. But maybe, maybe it is. Maybe, you know, hey, he won the fight. I didn't, so. 150. I'm not gonna tell this man how to use he his won, fouls. Dude, he kicked him in, kicked him in the groin, poked his eyes out, and the UFC goes, uh-huh. "Hey, here's fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. You went from almost losing your job to an extra fifty thousand USD in your pocket, buddy. That's not bad. And it's the two bad. big favorites did not get bonuses. Montel Jackson was the biggest favorite on the card. Oh, he was. Oh, okay, you know what? I, I, Basa was the second biggest favorite. Okay, on the okay. I picked, I Fair said enough. Jackson for the for the KO bonus. I forgot what a um. I forgot the guy was late notice. I so I, I want to retract that and give it to Bruno Silva. I actually I, I did I did I forgot that that guy came in like <laughs> wow. two days notice. And that guy, oh man, I don't I don't like talking bad about you know professional fighters. He has but bad like, tattoos. Yeah, well, I can I could go for ninety percent, but um, that guy did not look UFC ready. The guy that Montel Jackson beat. 
I also Montel think Montel Jackson's really good. Scary guy. Like, too. Yeah, Mont- yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah, what Montel I mean. Is like, Montel Jackson is yeah. a very good guy, and the other guy just. Yeah. <laughs> I, I obviously I think I think they'll give Strader another chance. Hopefully, match him up with someone closer to his experience. That was only his sixth pro fight at six, oh, seventh, seventh pro fight, I think. So, oh, if they give him another chance, hopefully they find someone a little more even. Because yeah, Montel is not someone to mess around with, and not someone to fight in your first UFC fight on short notice. No, no, no. He looks. So, I, lo- I love how chill he fights, man. Like he looks like you know, he's never. And his like, interview. He's just so chill. His interview too. Yeah. He's very relaxed. Like so relaxed. I d- I d- yeah, I d- no, I d- he's again. One thirty-five is just absolutely insane right now. How about uh, was it? Who's the guy that tied to Ivasa just beat? Hunsucker. Oh my god, he can never have another job anywhere else with those tattoos. <laughs> he has a chain link fence. He has a cross. He has a yep. tap out logo he you has cartoon bulldogs on his shoulder blades well what other job can he have okay no, the, bu- the bulldogs i i think there were there weren't the carlson gracie logo i wasn't sure if that was what it was no idea it was just literally just Doesn't a bulldog mean, okay regard i don't even know they were like cartoon bulldogs so you could be right but turn your mic up a little bit is it is it is it low or is my mic is it possible i just it's just coming low in my feed just a just a tiny. Oh yeah, just better. Yeah, that's fine. There you go. Thank you. There you go. All right, uh, Jose. What's the what's the assessment of Canejo's deal? She got a lot of upper body, oh, almost entirely man. covered. Good lord. So, yeah. What's up? No. All right. Hold on. So I don't I was, know anything about I tattoos. A, I had a friend who's who's over here watching, and me and he's also pretty heavily into tattoos. And we were trying to figure out what was going on because she had some fan t- like. The like the material on like the source material on her body, I would never get, but they are so well done. Like they, she had Pennywise, looks like she had Count Chocula, uh, <laughs> looks like she had an alien. Who's the clown from House the House of a Thousand Corpses? Jack Clown. Balding. Whatever, yeah, yeah I, they're not <laughs> my style, but they are so well done. Like even the uh, <laughs> the the phoenix on her leg, she had the rabbit. They like ten out of ten of tattoos. In terms of the application, but the source material is not my thing. But yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It fits her style. I want. Yeah, we Talk, had, we, <laughs> we, we were talking about her throat tattoo is like we call it like my friend Miguel and I we call it cholo font, where it's like old, it's bubbly old English that you see a lot of cholos <laughs> have. So uh, we were like, hey, it looks like all my cousins have that same font in that same location. So yeah, she's uh, awesome, awesome uh, art, and that fight was. Nuts. Yeah. Good I'm, fight. A, I'm gonna follow you home, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna someone on I, uh, oh my god. Someone on someone on Reddit posted it. I I don't I don't have it in front of me, but they were like, Well, this like her interview, like uh Cheyenne Bay's interview aged terribly because she kept saying, I know exactly what she's gonna do and I'm gonna stop it. I'm like, and she did the same thing. <laughs> Dude, that was rounds. What was that, 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 that we saw a fight like that? Card fights. Like we're like guys. That was on ESPN. That was on ES. That fight was on ESPN. That had a high placement on ESPN. Thank you know God. how strange that would have been for people who either have never seen UFC before or haven't seen it in a long time. We're just like, I'm gonna check. Oh, UFC is on ESPN now. I'm gonna check this out and then see the what the hell hell is going. On? Is this woman like winning this fight with this? Has he, she had her on the ground and a headlock for like ten minutes? What is going on right now? Uh, it was it was strange. I see a lot of people asking about it in the uh, various questions about it in the in the comments. So I guess we better just address it now. So post fight, I so here's what I just saw it was 
it was a very frantic ending. You know, um, uh, uh, Cheyenne, Cheyenne did, did, was who was on top at the end? Was it Cheyenne or Montserrat? Um, Montserrat was on top. Montserrat. So Cheyenne was throwing a lot. I mean, from the bottom, you know, she knew that there was like whatever five seconds left. She's thrown from the bottom, whatever, which is kind of cool. You know, go for the go from wild ass hail mary. Who knows, right? And then. Um, and then people are saying, and then you see kind of Montserrat dip down. I thought she was just like shouting at her and saying something. Uh, and I saw the replay a couple of times. And there's people saying that she spat no. on Cheyenne. I do not think she did. I'm pretty sure. Again, I saw uh, there's a very clear high definition replay of like a face on shot of Montserrat. I think you would know if she spat on her. Uh, I'm, I'm sure uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll do interviews with some of these fighters and, and get, get the story, whatever their story is. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say there was no spitting. That's my official stance right now. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Maybe I just didn't see it. I don't think there was. Either way, she definitely got in her face in a way that I don't think Cheyenne liked, and I don't blame her. It was a very heated fight, fr- very frustrating fight for Cheyenne. And then Cheyenne did the, what will now become one of the, I think, one of the great MMA lines uh, as it ages. Uh, Casey, what was it again? I'll follow you home, bitch. <laughs> that's the new. Oh uh, my! Uh, uh, fighting is a. I'm, I'm a feeling. <laughs> that's yeah. Well, I, I, two of the best. This isn't political. This isn't political. This is monster energy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, quite a debut for Conejo, though. I mean, that was. Uh, I, I thought. I, I thought she almost got that scarf hold again. That she got. That she won. Uh, that she beat Miranda with. That's she was going she for it for like. Again, she but. went for it for like six. She went for. It. Like 30 times. It was great. It was amazing how many times she got that headlock takedown. I was just like, and I just can't imagine the frustration for uh, for Cheyenne Bays and her team. It, it just must have been maddening. But yeah. hopefully live and learn, right? Dude, but that that is MMA. I mean, I'm serious. Like, you That's can like, learn every dang thing, every dang submission, every dang takedown, every dang type of clinch, every way to get out. You know what? But I don't need to learn the scarfold or how to get out of it. And that's the one thing she just didn't know the technique for. Or even anything, and yeah, and she's like, "Oh, that's how I'm gonna lose it's my like, debut." Look, it's like when uh, Paul Harris was doing his thing with all those leg locks. Like, I don't care how much mm-hmm. you train for it. Like, someone special, <laughs> someone. You, every jujitsu gym or tournament has someone that's good at like one thing that's so good. And that's when you see a lot of these crazy like blue belt, brown belt upsets mm-hmm. where they focus on one thing and get really good at one thing. Well, the one, and it, look, I'll, it, I'll give Cheyenne a little credit. This was a short notice fight, mm-hmm. so she yeah, didn't have true. that much time to prepare for that particular mm-hmm. uh, submission and submission hold. But that's literally how uh, Montserrat got into the UFC. That was her last victory, so it wasn't like this came out of nowhere. You know, so yeah. <laughs> it was fun, fun fight, and look, fun fight. Look, look, even <laughs> even on a higher level, in the and even on a higher level in the main event, it's kind of what we're saying about Holland, right? It's like. Do you think it's like? Do people think Holland doesn't know how to fight uh, off his back? He doesn't know how to use his guard to like you know get back up to counter. Of course, he knows how to do all that stuff, but it's different in a fight. And when someone else is so good at imposing their game plan, you know, guess what? Because uh, again, I'm sure people saying, "Oh, he, like," and I, I was there. I'm like I said, I'm critical of Holland. I, I, I thought, like I said, I didn't like all the talking. I thought he could have fought better, but at the same time. I'm, I, I know he knows how to fight out of his guard. I know he knows how to reverse positions, go for, go for an arm burst off his back. He knows all kinds of jiu-jitsu stuff probably. But he had a wrestler on top. That wrestler had, uh, you know, he knows how to, how to maintain top position really well. Just, there's really nothing, nothing you do about it once you get in that spot. So, so that was on a higher level, on, on, a, on a lower level. Uh, that's kind of what happened to Cheyenne Bays as well. She fell prey to, a, like, again, a hold you don't see very often, but she just didn't have an answer for it. And uh, uh, hopefully, you know, she'll, she'll learn from that and we won't see that again. Yeah, to go from Kay Hansen to Monsterat Ruiz is uh, it's a totally different fight. 
It's mm-hmm. a totally different mm-hmm. fight. No disrespect to Kay Hansen because Kay Hansen is a good fighter too, yeah. a good young fighter. But Monster has just she's a bulldog man. And experience paid. Montserrat has, I think this was her tenth professional fight. Um, she's nine to one. Bays was what four and one, right? Four, five, uh, and one. Four and one. Four and yeah. one. Five and one. Either way, she had less fights, and I and she I, and honestly, she has faced lesser competition. I feel than uh, Montserrat, and um, yeah, and I think experience really uh, paid off for Montserrat. Too. Yeah, and, and at this stage of your career, it can be exponential. You know what I mean? It's not like later when yeah. you're comparing a guy who has like 40 fights with 35 fights. The difference between 10 fights and five fights or 10 fights and six fights, it also depends who you're fighting to. Mm-hmm. But I'd say, I'd say a pretty good general rule 10 fights, 11 fights, 12 fights is way, way different than five, four fights, five fights, six fights, even seven fights, right? especially depending where you're fighting. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's exponential early on. And yeah, we did see some of that today. And that's definitely a type of matchup where I feel like if they fight, I don't know, four years from now, could be they could be both completely different fighters or like especially Cheyenne I think I think she looked very raw but I I, I definitely saw the potential that the UFC sees in her that that Mike you know Mike when you, you were very high on her coming into the fight and stuff and I see I definitely saw that it wasn't like like who why is she in the UFC you definitely saw why uh, Cheyenne um, is um, uh, a prospect yeah she's really good on the feet yes. you can tell there's oh, yeah, a big yeah. i mean big 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 difference on the feet between those two but i mean monster i was landing shots too she's yeah, countering she, very uh, well so isn't uh can we cyan is a black belt in taekwondo, taekwondo yeah right yeah yeah oh yeah she's she's really good in a straight line and then when you get yeah. taken <laughs> off that straight line mm-hmm. you could see it though like her her flurries were very like linear which is cool like anthony pettis is the same type thing but once you Get that line taken away and you're on your back. It's a rough time. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity— But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Can we, so, I know we, I know we're going to go to questions soon. Can we talk about Yanez at all? Can we talk? I think he was 
I would I, I'm the most impressive fighter. There you go. Is that fair to say? Yes, Chen, exactly. How good? Yeah, dude. Um, that was. I'm sorry. Oh, I was saying. Oh, like, you're frozen. I was saying. So, am I good? You're good now. Am you're I back. good? Yeah, you're, you're back. back. You're back. You're back. All right. Yeah. All everyone started frozen. <laughs> I think this was spectacular matchmaking to showcase Yanez because Lopez isn't going to quit, and it just gave Yan like it was just he just built his highlight reel up to that knockout. And then Lopez obviously is just tough as hell. Preview show. Awesome matchmaking to highlight uh, rising prospects with a really tough uh, fighter that fans, I think, have started to come to know in the last 12 months because he's taken a few fights in Apex. But yeah, it has looked freaking awesome. Yeah, I was, I was I crazy, man. Yeah, I had not seen a aggressive pretty good striker uh, frozen like that since it reminded me a little bit of, and this is very high praise for uh, Yanez, who I know is getting compared to a lot of stars, but it reminded me a little bit of Bader Machida because uh, during the second round of this fight, there was like a, th- almost, I'd say like a three minute stretch where neither guy throws, throws like anything. A lot of feints, a lot of movement. Uh, Lopez bouncing around a lot on the outside. Um, Yanez doing some stance switching, doing some kind of, you know, some some a misdirection with his hands, things like that, but literally not one single strike throw, no leg kick or anything. And, uh, and so I kind of, like jokingly tweeted out, like, oh, I guess we're just not punching anymore. Ha ha ha. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a funny Twitter guy, you know. Um, but there was a reason for it. There was a reason for it. Yanez was winning. Yanez knew he was winning the fight. And Lopez had gotten tagged many times up to that point. And in, in his head, whether he's thinking about it constantly or not, he's like, man, I don't like going in on this guy because every time I get in, it hurts. And uh, sure enough, at the beginning of the thir- at the beginning of the third round, I'm sure he's like, I'm down, uh, you know, I'm down two rounds, nothing. I gotta go in. Uh, and this is again, if anyone remembers the Bader Machida fight, he did like nothing in the first round. And then middle of the second round, he's like, he's like, you know what? I'm going in. I gotta go in. I'm I'm losing. Yeah. And just gets murdered by one punch. And same thing happened to uh, to Lopez. And guys, watch that punch. Like anyone listening, watch that and watching, watch that punch over and over again. It it could not be more perfectly timed. Like he real. You'll know why Lopez was afraid to approach and afraid to strike. It's it's like that is high level stuff. I had I had not fully bought into the Yanez hype, and then I and then this fight, I'm like. He's definitely ready for a step up in the uh, in the ring. I know 135 is super deep, but he's ready for a step up because Lopez is a good fighter and just completely outclassed him. That was amazing. <laughs> it was. It, really was it was it was a spectacular counter um, knockout. It was it was great. Oh, high level, high level. Wow. Man, it was it's crazy watching him land. It was like a, it was like a Family Guy fight. Like every time <laughs> Peter Griffin throws a punch or takes a punch it gets marked up immediately <laughs> and that's what happened with Giannis like every time he touched Gustavo yeah. Lopez there was a new welt or a new cut or a new bump <laughs> like it was just crazy every time he landed immediate immediate facial lacerations or welts it was just crazy man he was like, Who he's, hit me? he's Who a hit talent me? <laughs> yeah he's a he's a talented guy I, yeah. I saw John suggest Davy Grant I think you may have saw my thing on Twitter but Davy Grant uh, has a broken foot so I don't think we'll see him I know Giannis wants to fight at 262, which uh, didn't make all the sense uh, in the he world. Called someone out, right? He called Nate Manus out, but Nate Manus is fighting Tony Gravely on April 17th. So unless Manus gets right. like a quick finish and can turn around, but Tony Gravely's a really tough guy to put away quickly. So, hey, what do you? Uh, think about, I, by the way, I, I, I just, I just. I just want to read this. Yeah. Cheyenne Bay is just posted to Instagram. To all my friends and family, I just want to say I'm sorry for losing my cool after the fight. Oh. I have never in my life been spit on by an opponent oh. that I gave nothing but respect to. So she is saying there's a spit. Uh, and someone actually uh, who's watching right now like posted like a slow-mo of the moment. It's a little sketch. 
It's a little sketch. 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 You saying I understand why people think there's there is some 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 saliva flying from back and to the left. Back, back and to the left, right, Mike? Back and to the left. There was a magical magical left. Yeah. She was asked about it. Oh no. She was asked about it at her scrum, and she's in Montserrat says she didn't spit on it. But even if she did, I don't think she's gonna say, Oh yeah, I I spit on her. Uh, She she might be just of course I did. I might win, you know. It definitely definitely wasn't one of her lips closed. It was it wasn't Bisbing um Bisbing what Bisbing who did Bisbing spit on? So it's Santiago Corey Santiago. Is it Santiago? Okay. Or the Rivera. Jorge Rivera. I don't remember. Yeah. Jorge Rivera. Oh, Rivera. Yeah, his, yeah, his corner. Why did I say that? Yeah. 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 So Massachusetts own Jorge Rivera. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, O'Malley. Uh, so there we go. Still, if O'Malley beats Almeida, by the way, if O'Malley beats Almeida, there's no way in hell Sean O'Malley's taking that fight. No way. Nah. What do you think about Yanez, Brian Kelleher? Is that crazy? No. It's, 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 a, it's a possibility. No, no, just saying. Not about it. Yeah. Dude, it's, I, it's, I would, I'd it's watch bantamweight. It. You can't f up bantamweight. It, it's like <laughs> uh, uh, unless you're Peter Yan, but otherwise, like no one, like it's just everything's just great at bantamweight. It's just like this, this reminds me of like the last time we saw Fazee. Remember the last time we saw Fazee fight, and we're just like, man, put him up against anybody. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. just like that, that kind of performance just just opens your imagination. You're like anybody, you know? Yeah. All right. What about Uma, uh, it's Macy Chieso. Oh God, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're never She's gonna, gonna have to face. Two, those are two really legit prospects in this. I think it's a little too early for it, but I don't think you can avoid. Up. Like I don't think you can avoid like another prospect though. Yeah. I have an idea, which you'll hear tomorrow. Ooh. On on to the next one. Nathaniel mm-hmm. Wood would be a uh, <laughs> Well, I hope I'm not gonna spoil scrap. it right now because. Macy should. Oh, are we talking about Macy now, or are we? Yeah, yeah. Macy yeah, and Nathaniel Wood. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now we're uh, gonna talk about Macy. Uh, Other band. Well, I, I hope I'm not spoiling the, on the show, Mike. But I'm just saying, hey, you know, I think she's actually could get a title shot right now. Just say I'm going up to 145, and I want challenging for the featherweight yeah, title. Because I'll tell you, there's no one in the line right now. So just like the, the line, it's like when you go to the, you know, you go to an amusement park, and there's like a really, a really un, un, unpopular ride, and it's like, well. No one's this ride. It's just you get to run right straight to the right, straight to the front of the line and just go go enjoy yeah. it. Guess I'm riding the teacups again. Or not, All right. <laughs> yeah. or not or not enjoy it because you're fighting a man Nunez at 145, which is not a, not fun for anyone. I don't think. Yeah, um, I don't know what you do with Macy. I mean, move her up, but I don't know who you put her against. I mean, there's really no wrong answer here. I don't know yeah. if she gets Kunitskaya. Yeah, I don't think she, well, maybe Aldana. I don't know. No, no, no. I don't I think know. Like, I think like maybe like Sarah McMahon. I don't know. Someone uh, just a, a name or Kel Pennington. I, I think there's plenty of names. I think I think I think Macy got a win Kel tonight, Pennington. but I don't think right. I don't think there's it was a good fight, obviously, but I don't think that those three ladies mentioned in this uh Kunitskaya, Aldana lad, I don't think I don't think Macy's um I don't think that's the right matchup. What yeah. about um Julia. And she, Julia Avila. Oh, well, that's interesting. Texas yeah, versus like Oklahoma. How, uh, yeah, it's going like to do it. a quick turnaround. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. And man, yeah, Avila they're going to try to do it real fast. Yeah, I think they're going to try to rebook the Stoli Ranko fight, but it just depends on when they do I, it. The McMahon, when I like the McMahon. I like the McMahon fight. Yeah. Or uh, Alexis Davis looks pretty good at 135 since jumping back out, too. Yeah. I'm t- dude. Caitlin Vieira. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about her. 
Dude, Alexis Davis, man, I'm telling you, man, she already beat Amanda Nunes and finished her. Alexis Davis is only like one big win away from <laughs> to see Amanda Nunes kind of bigger loss. Yeah, you're right. Or you could bring back Sarah Kaufman and you could do Sarah Kaufman versus Macy Chia. Just tired. bring back Sarah Kaufman. Come on. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of. Uh. <laughs> you know what? If, if I just keep going, Sarah Kaufman should never be in the UFC. That's when she'll get in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jose tells us this all the time. Jose, stop. Yeah. yeah stop. We got to stop asking for things because we're not going to get what we want. No. <laughs> Once in a blue moon. Yeah, we'll see. 135 is kind of interesting right now because we don't know what the hell's going on. We don't know when Amanda Nunes is going to come back and fight. We'll see. I kind of like the I like the Aspen lad Juliana Pena idea. Then we get a contender, and Amanda Nunes can take all the time she needs. I like that idea. Don't hate it. So there you go. That was a good right. fight, though. Excellent. The tip of Mary, the proverbial Mary cap Renaud, to both those ladies. She, we, can't, we said this as a win or go home for her. Is she, is she done? Happy trails, <gasps> happy trail, happy trail, man, Renault. Happy trail. Yeah, four, four straight losses. Uh, she's the oldest fighter in the... Uh, it was a good fight. I thought it was a good, really good competitive fight. She made, made a fine showing for herself, but at some point you've lost four straight fights and, and uh, that's it. That's really, I mean, the match is going to be done with you. So yeah, I think that, but I think that's might be it for uh, Mary and Renault in, in the UFC. All right. Uh, we shall see. She has a full-time job too. So if she doesn't want to fight anymore. Like, no one. Yeah. <laughs> she has a career. She's a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 She is. I think yeah. she's like a gym teacher or something. Yeah. Cool. She is. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, let me find some more questions. Um, oh, by the way, to not for, for those who like just watched the UFC event, like just for the main event and missed the unfortunate news of the day, oh. uh, we found out uh, that uh, UFC 260, uh, UFC 260 is down oh, to title geez. fights. Uh, Alexander Bummer. Volkanovsky tested positive for COVID 19. Uh, the featherweight title fight between he and Brian Ortega is not happening next saturday it is being postponed to a later date we don't know what that date is but uh all the best to volkanovsky and that that kind of like brings up other questions like big questions what happens with shane young what happens with jamie malarkey uh who's supposed to fight kama worthy next saturday like are they still gonna be fighting i don't know because they were all together so i don't know if they're gonna pull all those guys or i don't know there are lots of questions about that because so, so do we know if Riddell is was Riddell the one that has COVID, or someone just in their camp? We don't know. Yeah, so we, that's so weird. <laughs> it's just weird how the UFC doesn't say these things. But I mean, they're they're injuries. I mean, they're out of the fight. I mean, so but if they yeah. flew, so they were in New Zealand or Australia. They fl- to get on that plane, they had they had to be COVID free. They landed, they get tested, and somehow they got COVID in the UFC bubble. That's not good, <laughs> you know, or whatever the UFC Vegas bubble is right now. So um, that's not a good sign. That's something, something's, um, there's some holes, that, some, um, some leaks in that bubble. And um, yeah, that's, um, that's a bad thing. So I hope that gets, um, yeah, I just, yeah, that sucks. That just sucks. <laughs> 15,000 fans, Vice Star Veterans column in Jacksonville, Florida, coming soon. Uh, 19,000 fans, I believe, Toyota Center in Houston coming soon. So. And Miami is just shutting there down. Now. They're they're now out. I, got, out. I don't want to get into this. Jeez, let's talk fights. Mm. <laughs> I, have, I have all yes. next week to get into this. All right, what else we got? All right. 
Oh man, I was I was trying to I was trying to, fo- trying to I was trying to focus on this card and ah, uh. <laughs> that's big news. We got it. We got it. I know. I know. No, no, you're right. Of course. Yeah, of course. And pretend we can't stick our head in the sand when yeah. it comes to these things. <laughs> of course we can. <laughs> um, do do. Uh, there we go. Uh, Max Griffin called out Jeff Neal for his next fight. Think he's ready to get a top fifteen fighter. I, I think I, tw- I think I tweeted the, the exact words were <laughs> Max Griffin called out Jeff Neal for a fight at UFC 262 and a $50,000 bonus. I think he's going to get one of those two. And he got the one of the two that I thought he was going to get. I, I mean, if they made it, fine. Like, shoot your shot, kid. I like it. I just don't know if – I don't think he gets that fight. I think it's going to – what he has going for him is if Jeff Neal really wants to fight in Houston. And if Max yeah. Griffin is like the guy to do it, I think that's a huge. It's not like they're calling out to fight in the apex. Like we've seen fight. Like I remember John Moraga fought Willie Gates just so he could fight in Phoenix. So it's like, I think that plays that that's going to be in Max Griffin's favor, but you're probably right. Yeah. I mean, if they make it, it's a fun fight. I'd definitely watch it. That was a smart call out. That's what he, he called it. Out. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that was a smart call out. Great right? call out. I'm I'm just looking at his record. So he's he's technically fought guys in the top fifteen before. Though some of them I think before they were top fifteen. So I'm just looking. He had losses to Colby Covington, uh, Elizu Zaleski, uh, Tiago Alves. Probably wasn't in the top fifteen anymore. I, I don't think when uh, 2019 probably not. And then uh, Alex Oliveira, who I think also was not in the top fifteen, I believe when they fought UFC 248. So he has fought guys who have kind of been in top fifteen or on the top fifteen area. So yeah, it's not a question that he that he gets someone even if it's not Jeff Neal. Um, but I'll have to look at the ranking. I'll have to look at the official rankings. So it's, he's 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 an interesting guy, Griffin. You know, he's been competitive in so many fights. Uh, he does. He has on paper a, a, a losing UFC record. So I mean, that's not the it's not the prettiest thing to look at. But he's really been competitive. Uh, so he's beaten Mike Perry. Think, you know, but like that, like he definitely beat Tiago Alves. Mm-hmm. He definitely beat Tiago Alves, and I think he I yeah, think he beat yeah. Cowboy Oliveira. Uh, the cowboy fight, yeah. it was a lot, obviously a lot closer. That wasn't a robbery. I think Tiago Alves over Max Griffin was a robbery. I remember that. So, that yeah, there's a lot I think of his, uh, I think his uh, record is not indicative of his skill set. Yeah. Oh, one. He's competitive. He's getting better. He's competitive with almost anyone. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. And he's got that dad motivation now. So, <laughs> oh. All right, Colby was his first fight in the UFC, right? Was like his debut. Mm, was it his his? It was his first. Yes. Yeah. UFC two o two. Yeah. Two o two. So let's take uh, we take two. I'm gonna take two more questions. So okay. because it's like super late. <laughs> so anyone watching, get your questions in, please. You can ask anything. We love we love John Daniel, but John Daniel's making you guys look like oh, fools right now. Right. Yeah, I know. Get your questions. Get your questions in. People, you can ask anything. Um. The matchmaking questions are all going to be answered tomorrow, my friends, by me and AK. But if you yeah. guys, Jose and, a- and Casey, want to chime in about uh, Tai Tuivasa maybe cracking the top 15, I don't think that's a top 15 no, type I, of win, beating Harry Hunsucker. But it's a good pick. If, he gets, if he gets a top 15, it'll probably be 15, maybe 14, like a fight to get him into the top. But I don't think he's going to be ranked. You know, but... I wouldn't see why not. I mean, because you've seen like what they get—they let like, half their heavyweights go. 
<laughs> recently. So yeah, what is what is the top true. one anymore? Yeah, might, that's the right, right, right default. <laughs> yeah, he might be ranked by he, default. Yeah, yeah, because you're not. That's a good point. That is a good point because Overeem Dos Santos got cut and Struve just retired. Yeah, so that's three spaces uh, that just opened. And up. we don't know that's what's up point. with Curtis Blades either. I mean, that's true. I know Curtis Blades. Alexi you know, Olenek. Olen- Olenek. 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 We don't know if it's You know, I don't no. know if it's a. Um, is Arlowski booked or is he coming off a loss? Is he coming off a loss? I can't remember. He's got Aspinall, submitted right? by Aspinall. Yeah, so, so yeah. who knows? I already, beat, I already beat him. I already beat oh, him. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Correct. Chicago. Remember, remember, remember that last card was Spivak, Aspinall, and uh, who was the other guy? The other heavyweight guy on there. And uh, Dawkins. Remember, and we're all like, we're like, which one of these guys could end up being in the top 10, 15 with a win? And then like the week later, <laughs> JDS and Overeem were released. We're like, I guess they're all in the top 15 now. Spivak's, Spivak's still not in the top 15, though. <laughs> He's still in there. Nope. He's been in there before. Hasn't he been in the 15 spot before? He's never been I ranked. Think he was like, I think he was, might have been 15 at one point. For like yeah, 15. Up. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was, yeah. Um, but then Spivak, oh, yeah, already, I, Spivak already beat Tuivasa in a sure. massive stadium in Melbourne. I could see him. I could see him getting a, a top fifteen guy for sure. I, I, again, th- it, it, there's only how many heavyweights do they even have now? Like twenty five, maybe thirty, maybe thirty <laughs> heavyweights now. Well, yeah, and and there's, really, a, there's, there's, there's a certain heavyweight that um, a new heavyweight that lives in Albuquerque. He used to fight at two hundred five. I'm not saying he'll fight Tivasa, but that's you no. Know, he's gonna be there soon too. I would love if he fought. If John Jones's first fight ever was a tie to Tivasa, or even better, even better, Harry Hunsucker. That would be that would be fantastic. That would tied I, to Ivasa from AKA gets revenge for Daniel Cormier. Sign it up. Oh, there's only sells itself. There's only one an, There's only one answer to this question, and you'll find out tomorrow. There's only one correct answer to tie to Ivasa's next fight. Tease, tease. Such a tease. There's only one. All right, so we're gonna. There's only one answer. Yeah, we're gonna take one more question. Um, I like this question. New, new, new commenter too. I don't recognize this name. So here we go. First time, long time. <laughs> uh, what do you think Holland's potential is at welterweight? There's a lot of good wrestlers in that mm, division as well. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think he's, I mean, personally, I think he's got a lot of potential, but the thing about, it's not just the move to welterweight that fascinates me. It's the fact that he knows he needs discipline mm-hmm. and that the move to 170 will force him to get that discipline that he has admitted that he's never gotten. He's just went all, he's done all this just based on, God-given talents and being able to walk on the scale and weigh 185. And now he's got to like put in some extra work to get down to 170, like change his lifestyle a little bit, you know, put away the cheeseburgers. And he said he basically eats and does whatever he wants. Now he has to, you know, focus, fine tune himself as a professional athlete. I think, I think he could do once. I think he could be, he could be a legit one seventy or no doubt about that. He's, the striking, he's gonna be a long, he's gonna be the longest, lengthiest 170 guy, 170 year out he's, there. He's a legit middleweight. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so yeah, you're right. If if he can make if he can make welterweight healthy, and that's on him. That's not on. A, I'm not. You know, I know we can talk about weight cuts, weight cuts. You know, that's a that's a that's a discussion to be had. But he can make welterweight, and if he can do it healthy, not you know, not do drastic weight cuts, but do it you know how you're supposed to. Absolutely, Kevin Holland can be a serious threat at welterweight, and um, I've been kind of waiting for this, and I, this and this was actually kind of my prediction coming into tonight. Um, I thought. Derek, Derek Brunson's size will kind of show Holland. All right, you know, I I hit my ceiling, and you no, know, and now hello welterweights. That's why I don't I don't think um Holland lost that much tonight outside of you know a paycheck, and um so um yeah I'm uh, I, I'm excited about it, and and that's a very good point that he, that you make Mike about the discipline that 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 
it is a a definite lifestyle change and a commitment to uh, to the weight class. So it, it definitely can make him a much better fighter. But then again, it, it can make it not fun. And he's a guy that likes to have fun. So who knows? Dude, Dude uh, give give him a give him Bilal, man. Give him Bilal. That makes a lot at of sense. Two sixty two. Do it in Houston. That makes a lot of He'll sense. He'll turn around and fight in May in his home in in Texas. Oh yeah, you're right. There sure. you go. He lives up in Dallas, right? Up Dallas area, Fort Worth. Yeah, yeah. It's like a three three hour drive um, south. What now, Hamza? Hamza called him to help. I'm sure Kevin Holland <laughs> wants Kevin Holland wants time to make 170. Hamza needs time to recover. Unkind things to say about Hamzad and how Hamzad has dealt with uh, COVID nineteen. To put it nicely, uh, but yeah. 15 pounds is a lot. That's one thing that's the difference. Yeah. The difference between so middleweight and welterweight is a lot. I'm I am all in on him fighting in Houston. I just don't know if that's enough time. Yeah, uh, I, to get his body right. You're right. That, yeah, that would be that would. And not, uh, be dangerous. the other thing that thank thank you for the question, Ron, Ron Willie, about the wrestlers. Like you know, his main concern is there's a lot of wrestlers at 170. I, again, the weight you're the weight wrong. thing will make a difference. No, he's not wrong. And 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 yeah. but Holland will be bigger at welterweight, uh, which is good. That so that helps. That helps a lot. It's not going to fix all his wrestling deficiencies, but it helps a lot. Two, I don't know if we use tonight as like, oh, he has no wrestling based on tonight. Kirk Brunson is an elite wrestler. Yes. I think, and an elite, and, and more also an elite MMA wrestler is a very, very good MMA wrestler. I don't know how he would do whatever. And you know, there was the NCAA, you know, championships uh, tonight, right? I don't know if he's going to be able to roll with uh, thing, those guys yeah. at, at this at, at this age, but it's a totally different thing in MMA. He's a proven, very, very high-level MMA wrestler. Uh, first time taken down today. Had never been taken down in a UFC fight. Uh, Holland was the first yeah. one to do it. So that shows if he also, how good he is as a wrestler, that it took that long for someone to take him down. So, um, yes, there are guys like that at 172, of course. But just because of what happened tonight doesn't mean that all the guys in 170 can do it to him. They're maybe the top of the top. But, again, it, once you reach the top 10, if you make it to the top 10, I consider you a success. So, uh, yeah. yeah, he could actually be a top 10 welterweight. Yeah, yeah and I like I, Santiago, I, the Santiago fight would be fun, too, because he's yeah. unranked. Mm-hmm. There you go. And I, like That's I said fun. about Holland, too, I know, I know some people want to crap on him or whatever, but, like I, I actually, like I said, I thought Holland fought great tonight. He just was not – he's just in the wrong weight class at that high level. And, um, yeah, and, like – like you said, he had Derek Brunson on top of him for like 20 minutes, and he and Kevin Holland was never in any serious danger of getting finished. And I think that's very impressive. So, Casey, he needs to work on his there manners. Yeah, he's rude, Casey. He's rude. <laughs> rude. Uh, yeah, I'm just None gonna say. That. I'm None gonna say. I'm here. sorry. Because the show's almost over. I gotta get my two cents in. He's rude. There were some I don't moments, I don't, no. and I don't know how how much he like if he's ever dabbled in. 10th plan or whatever or how flexible he is but like casey when he had when he like grabbed his shin i was like oh so he's getting into mission control and then he just like put it in the in the regular arm try i'm like what a, like his setups were so weird he was using like 10th <laughs> plan setups just to like get a regular arm like a, a body lock i was like oh again like just keep progressing don't just stop at step two the guy the guy's very like, talented i think um right Derek very was like po- trying to posture up and Kevin Holland like grabs his leg. I was like, "Oh, this is smart," because then he could like trap him up there and just start elbowing <laughs> from the bottom, and he just didn't. Yeah, he's a uh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, and he's, what Kevin Hall is what he's he's twenty eight years old. He's not even in his prime yet, which yeah. is pretty scary. How much did he weigh so, on the scale? One eighty three. One eighty three. One eighty. He's smaller than Darren Till. Right? He's done that before too. He's one. He's weighed in at one eighty three before too. That's not, he's not smaller. Than, oh yeah, he's definitely. He's, he's actually. Definitely smaller I, I would than say he's Darren actually Till. smaller than Izzy. And Izzy's not a big middleweight. 
I don't mm. know. So um, yeah, he's smaller than Izzy. Yeah, he's actually yeah, he's probably yeah. So yeah, you, without that, he's the smallest elite middle elite middleweight in the UFC. So um, he's gonna actually be Gaslam's a regular size welterweight. Yeah, Gaslam's pretty small. Oh yeah, you Gaslam too. Yeah, Gaslam should be a welterweight too, but he's, he's really good middleweight. There's too many in and outs <laughs> down down here. <laughs> All right. Anything else to talk about, gentlemen? I think that's it. Yeah. Make sure you. Uh, How great if the, you haven't done the viewers some, are. Yes, go ahead. Rule. You guys rule. I just said, I just love the viewers. I we have, we have just under uh, almost 900 people watching on a random fight night card. Uh, we have a bigger one next week, and that'll be even more. But I love I, I love everyone watching. So thank you guys watching, commenting. And uh, the fun. first thing you do after you get off with this is uh go to the wherever you listen to your favorite podcast if you haven't subscribed to the mma fighting podcasting channel do that now because at some point tomorrow probably late morning on the east coast on to the next one's going to drop and me and ak are going to get after the match making the fastest growing mma podcast in the world probably not but it's growing ladies and gentlemen and it's all because of you so until then Bray k jose tasty i am mike heck Good night, everybody. I'm going to go watch Ryzen now. March Madness <laughs> is already over. <laughs> You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.